When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. I'm your host, Eric Steven. With me today is Jacob Birch because it is a Dodgers Rewind Day. Today, we look back at Jack Fimple, uh, who was a rookie thrust into literally everyday duty uh, on a division-winning Dodgers team. Jacob, before I start, what do you know anything about Jack Fimple? Uh, or what do you know about Jack Fimple? I know he was drafted by Cleveland in the 29th. <laughs> it's the first first line of your show notes. It's, uh, that's what I know. Uh, what I just read that. That'd, that'd be hilarious. You're like, you didn't have a I just open. give the full segment yeah. and go, oh, wow. Huh. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. No, uh, see you tomorrow, I guess. No, uh, yeah. So Jack Fimple, there's a couple interesting things. Um, so drafted by Cleveland, 29th round, 1980. Um, he was signed and discovered by scout Mel Didier, then for Cleveland. Didier, as you might remember, uh, is more famous, uh, at least for during his Dodgers days, uh, after he came over a few years later. He famously delivered the line in the advanced scouting of the A's uh, before the 88 World Series about Dennis Eckersley getting into a full count. This has been, like, repeated over and over again, and, I, you know, there's probably, like, different variations, but everyone always does an impression of the first part where he says, partner, sure as I'm standing here breathing, you're going to see a 3-2 backdoor slider. And that's, uh, it's always fun to watch the replay of the home run because after the count gets full um, to uh, Kirk Gibson, he, he's like getting ready and then he backs out. And like that's the point where he's thinking about that scouting report. And it's always fun to like think exactly what's in his head at that moment. And it, it, it's always a fun thing. But uh, Fimple, 
uh, came to the Dodgers after Rick Sutcliffe asked to be traded following the 81 season. This was after uh, Sutcliffe trashed Lasorda's office when he wasn't going to make the postseason roster that year. Sutcliffe, second baseman Jack Percante, who had fallen behind Steve Sachs in the young second base sort of pecking order, uh, uh, and then for, went to Cleveland for veteran outfielder uh, Jorge Orta, uh, who was almost a DH at this point, but again, no DH in the National League. Um, pitcher Larry White and Jack Pimple. Um, Pimple ended up playing parts of three seasons with the Dodgers. My trivia for you regarding yep. Jack Pimple, yep. his last start with the Dodgers, again, he was a catcher, came July 10th, 1986, against the Cubs at Dodger Stadium. Who was the starting and winning pitcher uh, throwing to Fimple. It's the same person. I'm not asking you to name. Yeah. <laughs> Give me two names. All right. Yeah, right, I'll think about that. Well, well, you regale me with uh, much, much to much to know about uh, Mr. So, Fimple. So three years earlier, 80, 1983, catching was very much like in flux. Now, the 80s, you think of like Mike Sosha, um, pretty much a Dodgers like mainstay. But at this time, Sosha was like this. He's two years in. He had a bad year in 82. He hit. 219 with uh, like a 598 OPS. No one knew, knew what OPS plus or no nobody knew what OPS was, but like he just he just he was not very good. He was only 23. Great defensively, but like the Dodgers were looking to upgrade. Uh, the Dodgers had a deal um, in win- at the winter meetings in December 1982 to acquire Jim Sundberg, who was a multi-time All Star for from the Rangers. Um, a deal was agreed to. Uh, Bert Hooten, a pitcher for the Dodgers, longtime pitcher. Um, Outfielder Mark Bradley, uh, Dave Stewart, who who had pitched in the majors for a few years by then, and a minor leaguer by the name of Oral Hershiser were headed to the Rangers for Sunberg, but the deal fell through. He had an eight-year contract, and he wanted it reduced to four years, which would have meant um, he only uh, would have been a Dodger for one year, and the Dodgers refused to do that, so it killed the deal. Um, so, so Sosha starts the year in 83, catcher, but he injured his shoulder on May 15th. He ended up needing rotator cuff surgery, which uh, later in the season, which you know he didn't play again that year. Um, Steve Yeager, who was 34 and with the team for over a decade, um, he took over nor- uh, regular catching duties, but he was like backed up by 19-year-old Gilberto Reyes and Dave Sachs, who is Steve's brother, uh, started behind the plate uh, one game two. Uh, the, the Dodgers called up Fimple on July 30th to back up Yeager. Uh, he caught the last two innings of a blowout loss in San Francisco the first night. The next day, they had a doubleheader. Uh, Jaeger started the first game uh, and then broke his wrist on a hit-by-pitch, and he ended up missing four weeks. This was what Tommy Lasorda said Sports Illustrated in uh, later that year. I lost both catchers um, and had to go <laughs> had to go with two kids who never caught a day in the majors. He didn't say it in the in the article there, but that's Fimple and Gilberto Reyes at this point. Um, in the same week, I had to tell each member of my double play combination, this was Bill Russell and Steve Sachs, that his father died. I lost my left-handed relief pitcher, uh, Steve Howe, for over a month to drug rehabilitation. One of my left-handers, Jerry Royce, didn't win for two months, and in one of those months, the other left-hander, Fernando Valenzuela, didn't win either. <laughs> my left fielder, Dusty Baker, is having an off year, and my second baseman has a hard time throwing to first base. Now, what are the odds of all, all that happening in the same season? <laughs> And keep in mind, this was a division-winning year uh, for the Dodgers. Uh, this was also the first, uh, I believe, the first year for uh, Manager of the Year. Um, that The Manager of the Year award happened, and Lasorda did win it that year. Uh, just as an aside, uh, I think I've mentioned this in the comments, but 
not on the podcast, but um, I am for the first time. Uh, I am voting this year for a BBWAA award, <laughs> and, <laughs> wow. and it's the National League Manager of the Year. So that's, that's uh, exciting. The hardest one to define. So I'm terrified of how it's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, looking forward to that. But back to uh, Fimple for a second. Maybe 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 there's no narratives like the Lasorda one, that, the one that Lasorda painted there. Um, but Fimple came in for Jaeger to finish that game when he broke his um, wrist. And then he started the next 24 games in a row. <laughs> Just again, oh, never been in the majors before? No problem. You're our starter now. Um, on July 31st, in the first game of that doubleheader, after taking over for Jaeger, he, Fimple singled in the ninth and scored the winning run. Uh, he had two hits, including a double in the second game. That was his first ever start. He doubled home two runs in a win over the Reds three days later. Um, within the same week, he had a double and a triple and scored twice in a win over Atlanta. Um, he hit his first home run on August 9th at Riverfront Stadium against Mario Soto. Um, and then from the San Bernardino Sun, after Fimple got his 10th RBI in his first 23 games, they said, they're calling it Fimple Fever. <laughs> um, we'll see how much that fever spread uh, after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the next two Dodgers media guides uh, referred to Fimple's 1983 as, quote, a dream season. And in many ways it was. Uh, he was 24 years old and his 80 games for AAA that year were his only career games above Class A to that point. Even after Jaeger came back um, and he was still occasionally hurt, Fimple started more games than him. Fimple started 48 of the last 61 games at catcher. He hit his second home run that year, again in Cincinnati, but also did so with a hairline fracture of his right wrist. Uh, he hit 250, 300, 358, 82 OPS plus in 167 plate appearances. Perfectly fine numbers for a backup catcher, but he just happened to be playing every day. He started two of the four games in the NLCS against the Phillies. He went one for seven with an RBI. The Dodgers lost that series in four games. Uh, the next three seasons, Fimple was mostly in the minors. He only played 25 games in the majors. Uh, he had elbow surgery at a pair of UCL after the 84 season. He spent all of 1985 in AAA. During spring training in 1985, oh, this was, this, like, I, I did a double take when I saw this. The Dodgers were in discussions with the Phillies to acquire Mike Schmidt, who was entering his age 35 year. Philly wanted uh, Bob Welch, Tom Needenfewer, um, Fimple, Sid Bream, and outfielder Ralph Bryant. And this is from the UPI report of that trade. Um, the transaction is apparently hinging on the power-hitting Bryant, whom the Dodgers want to keep. Bryant, 23, hit 300 at San Antonio of the Texas League with 31 homers and 86 runs batted in in 115 games last year, his fourth season in pro ball. 
Now, the deal didn't happen. On its face, you're like, really? They didn't get Mike Schmidt because they wanted to keep Ralph Bryant? Like, because, like, you think of it, like, how many Dodger fans know who Mark, uh, who Ralph Bryant is right, right now, right? Mm-hmm. He did, he did, like, hit pretty well with the Dodgers when he came up, but he barely played. Um, seven, he played 79 total games. Um, and from 85 to 87, he had eight home runs in 169 plate appearances. So he was pretty good. He ended up going to Japan in 1988 and he hit 259 homers in eight years for Kanetsu, uh, including seasons of 49 and 42 home runs. So he did, he did have power. Like they weren't lying about that, but Mike Schmidt for the next three seasons, uh, 85 to 87, he averaged 35 homers, 108 RBIs and 148 OPS plus. And the Dodgers were sort of searching for a third baseman during that time. That's that's rough. Um, but, yeah, so uh, let's get back to Jack Pimple. Um, the question was uh, July 10th, 1986, against the Cubs at Dodger Stadium. Uh, who was the winning, the starting and winning pitcher in that game? All right, so here's the deal. I'm going to say two names. They are, I think, the most obvious names for someone like me to answer. And if they're wrong, they're wrong, for, and I'm going to I'm going to move on with you, my life. Just before before you guys, you're, you're saying uh, – Thinking of 1986 Dodgers, like yeah, roughly yeah. that era. Yeah, who exactly. start, okay. start games as pitchers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oral Hershiser. Uh We got, um, that's right. I don't know what <laughs> I was saying. Oh, man, what are you? <laughs> I, 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 was, I was actually distracted by the the losing. You want you want to take a, a stab who the losing pitcher was? No, I'm not naming an eight. Uh, uh, I, I will say this. Uh, I, I'll give you one hint as to the losing pitcher. So, 86 was this pitcher's rookie year. This okay. pitcher, this pitcher's last season in the majors was 2012. <laughs> this, is, this is Jamie Moyer. Yes. Hey. See? <laughs> um, I I'm, had no idea he was a cup. <laughs> yeah, he started with him. Um, so you you named uh, Hershiser. I, I have an idea who your second guess was, but. Go ahead and tell me. It was Fernando. Yep. Um, so uh, after the 86 season. Because what um, happens after that, for, to be clear, is there's like a list. I have an additional list of 80s-ish, mid to late 80s starting pitchers. But I don't remember which one is 86 or, you right. know, and then you're going to be like, he didn't pitch in 86. Yeah, he wasn't in 86. You, you moron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jerry Royce wasn't even around then, dork. Like, Jamie, yeah, no, Jamie like, Moyer, uh, like the, the 80, 86, I, 85 games with the Cubs, something like that. So Yeah, so that's nice. You did well on that. But um, So after 86, he signed with the Angels. He only played in 13 more games in the majors, went two for 10. That was his last year. Uh, Fimple in parts of four major league seasons, a total of 92 games. He hit 228, 292, 315, a 70 OPS plus. He was known more as a defensive catcher, and it kind of showed. Um, he he did throw out runners at an above average rate in all four of his seasons. Yeah, for his career, he threw out 42 percent of runners uh, compared to 32 percent for the league. So uh, he was pretty good. Like, or at least I knew of him. He's in the blind spot for me in that uh, I started fully following baseball in like '85. It was like partial in '84. Um, and then at some point in 85 or so, after I started collecting baseball cards, I got a box of cards from my brothers from like, it was 1974 to 1980 tops. So like my blind spot for like baseball stuff in that era was like 81 to like 84 or like, you know, and so I don't know, it's just, uh, some of those guys fell through the cracks. I knew that of the name Jack Pimple, I didn't know much about him. 
but like looking it up, like the, it was just kind of funny how he was sort of regarded. I, I had forgotten how just how long he played for that. I, he only he didn't play that much in those other games, but yeah, that's sort of the point of these. Like I'm learning about it, you're learning about it. Everyone has a who watch baseball all the time might have a Jack Pimple memory. So it was a nice little, it was a bright shining moment for a while, uh, and that's you know we love that about baseball sometimes, but. That is our uh, Dodgers Rewind episode for today. Thank you for listening to Leading Off with True Blue LA, and we will talk to you tomorrow.